I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Yeah. And uh, this is time travel reality, which we know (laughs) is real. (laughs) Of course. We know it. We know it. Um, Looper from 2012. A Mm -hmm. movie directed by uh, Ryan Johnson. Yay! Yay! Yeah. And um, some people that I think are really going to make it in Hollywood. Um, (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, and Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to be big. Jeff Daniels. Oh, Jeff Daniels, right. Jeff Daniels. And um, also, I don't know how you say his name, but people know him now. Paul Dano? Dano? Oh, yeah. Right. As the best friend who mm-hmm. um, I recently rewatched Little Miss Sunshine, and that was before he was known. I didn't mm-hmm. realize he was known. And then I saw him again and went, oh, uh-huh. there he is. There he is. There he is. Yes. Yeah. So this was um, before Star Wars. Um, Ryan Johnson. Of course. Yeah. and But I can see in this why they said, ooh, Star Wars might be good for him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he's talking a little bit about good and evil and pathways and stuff like that. Um, but well, yeah, yeah. Think about his. Um, hadn't he? Is wasn't this his third movie? So he'd done Brick, which yeah. is amazing. Cool. Then he'd done uh, the Brothers Bloom. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yep. Which was less amazing, but just because I think it should have ended before it did. But I mean, but it was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. Mm, good. And then this. Okay, and he did Knives Out, and we talked about Knives Out. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, and I see that Knives Out 2 has been announced. <laughs> because why not? Well, yeah. <laughs> Everybody liked it. Yeah, for sure. It was good. It was a terrific movie. So yeah, so this one is um, time travel. Um, it's it's just, it's a lot of fun. It is pretty violent. Um, we can say that at the outset. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, you know, when I picked it, um, in fact, you you mentioned it to me. You said, I forgot how violent it was. And, <laughs> and I guess I did too. Um, but it is it is pretty violent. Um, but um, what what it's about, or there's these people um, called loopers. So in the future, from where the loopers are, in the future, if the mob wants to get rid of somebody... They can't murder them in the time that they're in because they must uh, have good ways to figure out who did it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they send them back in time, and the looper's job is to assassinate whoever comes back in time and uh, dispose of the body. And that's their job, right? So, um, so yeah, a person will just be standing there. This, uh, another person will appear from the future and with a bag over their head, and they shoot them without even knowing who it is or whatever, and then they, they roll them up and, and dispose of the body. Right. So, a uh, perfect crime type of situation. Then, um, the, the reason that they're called loopers is because when, um, I'm not even sure what triggers this, but... When they decide that they need to stop using a person who's doing this job, 
they actually find that person in the future, send him or her back, and um, the looper kills their own self, their own future self. And they're paid a lot of money for that one. And their job is done. And now they've got basically 30 years of life and right. then they know they're going to be sent back and killed. So it's suddenly suddenly a timer is put on their life and they which is a really interesting aspect. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I know that I'll die in 30 years now. And it occurs to me it's unusually generous and unusually cruel because they wouldn't have to necessarily send the older self back to the younger self to kill, but they do it because they have them strapped into a vest that's full of all these gold bars. Mhm. And that's the person's ultimate payoff because right. we're done with you now. And I just, and so that's the generous part is because they don't have to pay them anything. I don't, you know, this, and one of the things about how this movie works is Ryan Johnson also wrote the screenplay, which he usually does for his movies. And he doesn't worry us with all these details. If what you want is the details of how time travel works and, closing every little hole plot hole up and everything this is not going to be your movie because he's more interested in the people in his movies mm-hmm. and what drives them and um their influences on each other and all that sort of thing he's about the story and so he tells us just enough and does just enough effects that you can go oh i get it so um for example one person is um a what they call is sometimes you can't close the loop, which is what happens when you kill the person, your, your older self who comes back through, they get away. Mm-hmm. And so we see one person whose older self got away and he's running away, but they found the younger self is still there. So they're gradually torturing him by cutting his fingers off because as the older guy's trying to climb over the fence, we see his fingers disappearing and there's like, (laughs) (laughs) that was the point where I quit watching where I was like, yeah, I could take people being shot up. They're not showing Mm -hmm. that super close, but this is gross. Yeah. Um, But so all those things are used to dramatic effect to show the play with the time travel and two people in one timeline and all this kind of thing. But it's, it all kind of seems predicated on the idea that nothing would change. They're paying this younger person off. Well, they don't change a thing about their lives. They still wind up in a place where somebody catches them later. Um, And so it's interesting because the whole question of this movie actually is, is that really true? Can somebody change? Can you change what will happen in the future? Yeah. If you know it. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Kind of a free will deal, right? It's like, exactly. is, does free will exist or not? You know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so, yeah. The, so, the movie, like you said, it's about people. And the, um, the person is Joe. <laughs> we just know <laughs> him as Joe. And he's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. And um, there is an older Joe in the story. And he's, that's what. Bruce Willis's character is, but it's really about um, the stories about Joe, and this is what he does for a living: is this looper, you know? So he he goes out to a, a cornfield and waits for the person from the future to appear, and he shoots them and disposes of the body and collects silver every time he does that. And I thought that was a neat touch, mm-hmm. you know, collect, oh, yeah. collecting pieces of silver, and yeah, then he, like um, yeah. So he just collects those and uh, is clearly has uh, big ideas for his future. 
he's collecting stuff. Uh, he he, he saves French. almost all his money. He's learning French. It's like, you know, um, yeah, he, he's making plans. He, and, um, yeah, he's, he's also a, a drug addict, I would say, mm-hmm. um, with this, you know, these drugs that, you know, you drop into your eyes. So, yeah, so I'm not sure how much more to say. Um, there's, there's a... I mean, should I get into uh, old Joe a little well, bit? I think at this what point? we could say is, is Joe's conundrum uh, comes up when his older self comes without a hood, mm-hmm. and he's so startled that he hesitates just long enough that when he tries to shoot him, it misses, and old Joe's able to knock young Joe out and escape, and he leaves a note and says, "Take a train, get out of here," and so. In order to get in good with the gang he works for, who's run by Jeff Daniels in this time, Abe, the guy's name is, he says, I'm going to catch my older self and kill him. I'm going to close the loop and you can still pay me and I'll still be in uh, good favor with everyone. You don't have to kill me also. So he's trying to find him and catch him. And he's got a clue because old Joe get, talks to him just briefly and um, and through that, he encounters a young woman and a little boy. And those four people really are the prime movers in the whole thing. And it turns into, it's, it's funny because it's another one of those, it's a big adventure. I mean, there's action, there's stuff going on. You're interested in the complexities of it. But it's really about... As I was saying, it's it's about people and these people's relationship, and ultimately, I think it's about family mm. or lack of Which, thereof, right? Lack <laughs> the of, lack right. thereof it, making it's about you the importance of family and yeah. mothers and fathers in some in everybody's life. Uh, it's it's a funny thing that way. I never thought of it th- that way mm. the first time I watched it, and this time partway through, I was like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> I'm seeing mothers and sons everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. But that's... So, yeah. Um, and I guess we could say uh, just a touch about what the older Joe's motivations are as well. Um, he's had a thing happen in the future, and it's a very common time travel trope. His solution to that is now that he's in the past, he needs to take out the guy who did that to him in the future, right? Right. So that's right. his motivation. And then the the present-day Joe's motivation is basically to stay alive and take care of this business so he can finish out his life and not get killed by the mob that's chasing him now that he's this his older right. Joe has gotten away, right? Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Yep, so there's lots of time travel fun in it. You know, the, mm-hmm. some of it doesn't make sense, but uh, it's it's fun um, to think it. about. Yeah, you just roll with the all time travels that way, right? Yes. Um, you know, except <laughs> for the true time ridiculous. travel, which we all know is real. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. So, but what, yeah. You mean me going forward and at the end of the day, I'll be at the end of the day and I've traveled through time? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's the, you know, it's a funny thing to think about. I'm going to get all Catholic for a second or Christian mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, we're we're the ones who are time travelers. Yeah. Reality, yeah. I mean, true reality from a Christian point of view, God exists outside of reality. He mm-hmm. created everything. 
Right. So he started time travel. (laughs) Us moving through time is the unusual thing, not God existing outside of time. Yeah. And there's something that's mind blowing that that we can't understand. Yeah. (laughs) It's like God has seen the movie, you know. Um, but you're right. Yeah. He's he's outside of it all, and you know they they say, well, if God knows everything, he knows the end of your life, and he knows all this stuff. And well, yeah, it's because he's seen the movie. It doesn't preclude free will. We've still got we're, that. We're in the movie. We're, we're in the movie, right? He's we're he's, making the decisions. Yeah, he created time itself. So um, yeah, it's fascinating to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then here, uh, you know, people can loop back on themselves and time and and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really interesting, fun. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Interesting science fiction concept. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody is driven by that concept who we see in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the future. Is it like 2044? So not that yeah. far ahead. Yeah, it's not And too they continually far. say mm-hmm. time travel. I liked this. It starts off with a narration of time travel was invented 30 years in the future. <laughs> Yeah. It immediately became illegal, and therefore it was run by all the criminal gangs. Mm. And you're like, oh my gosh, of course. Wow. Yeah. I just loved that initial premise. Uh-huh. Of course, crime took it over. <laughs> it's illegal. And of course, it's illegal, right. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if time travel was easy? Oh. Uh. Yeah, everybody recognized this is a terrible thing. <laughs> but the criminals use it. And right. for the most dumb thing of all. And they're like, yeah. It's our dumping ground. This is... <laughs> This is how we can get rid of the bodies, for right. sure. Right. Oh, too fun. Yep. Anyway. So, great. So, yeah, we'll definitely go watch it. Now we're going to get into details, uh, which yes, will spoil it, but um, because that's where the fun stuff is. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely go watch it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, uh, 2012 was when this movie was done. So, um, I feel like I, I need to comment on the makeup for Joseph Gordon-Levitt just for a minute so Ugh. people know that I didn't miss it. <laughs> I'm not sure commentary. what, what <laughs> motivated them to do that. Um, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt is made up apparently in a, in a way that makes him look more like Bruce Willis, but I never got that. Um, he didn't look more like Bruce Willis to me. Um, no. I think that I would have I been... Uh, happier. I felt it was a distraction. I, every time I saw his face, I had to go, well, he looks odd. Because um, it, yes. it didn't look quite right. And But I never thought, oh, wow, he looks a lot like Bruce Willis. I never thought that once, ever. Um, and I'm assuming that's what they were doing there. But um, uh, I would have just accepted just as easily, you know, th- if the story just said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a younger Bruce Willis. I said, okay, I'll give you that. Let's move on. <laughs> and then um, I think I would have been happier with it. you know. And I know that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was doing some of Bruce Willis's mannerisms, and I thought some of that was neat. Um, that, for me, worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I was initially so impressed because I went, oh, he's acting like him. He's doing line delivery the way he does. He's even kind of moving his head or squinting his eyes the way he does. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then I also kept thinking, why does he look weird? Why Mm -hmm. doesn't, I know what Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like. He doesn't look like that. And then I, so I stopped and looked it up and, oh yes, these prosthetics. And I thought, but what it looks like now is that he can't move his face because it's stuck in this mask. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's really the case, but that's how it looked to me the whole time. I felt like he was, you know, acting with one hand behind his back sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's still quite good, of course. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it did. Now that's anyway. mentioned, we'll just toss that aside. But I, it didn't work for me. I just don't understand why they did that. Um, so <sighs> the movie, yeah. the movie would have been just fine without. It may have been better without it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So, but I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, this idea that you know they're sending those people back and you're shooting yourself, and then of course you know, okay, well he's going to end up shooting himself, but then you know. How how all that happened? This whole loop on itself in the movie. I th- I thought that just that worked so well, you know. Mm-hmm. So you've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then Bruce Willis shows up, and then there's an exchange between them, and then um, but then things move forward, and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt lives his life all the way in a very quick fashion in the movie all the way to where he's Bruce Willis about to be sent back again. And then he's sent back and it is slightly different, right? Yeah, because Mm -hmm. he is, because Bruce Willis is there, that changes the younger Joe's trajectory. Mm -hmm. He's having to do a lot of things that old Joe would never have done. And when young Joe does it, after it's done, old Joe can remember it. And this sounds insanely complicated, but they do, it's so well told. Yeah. I mean, talk about a master storyteller. It's so well told, you can keep track of it. But the thing I thought was so interesting was, you expect these two should be working together. (laughs) They're the same person. Mm -hmm. You know, the young one should realize the old one has his best interests at heart. And therefore, wouldn't they be a partnership? And instead, what's really interesting about the story is that they are made into antagonists. Because young Joe says, I don't know who you are. I'll live differently. Hmm. You know, and old Joe wants to save his wife who was killed in a, an attack by, um, you know, thugs and or yeah. people who were trying yeah. to close his loop. And he's got his picture in an old-timey watch that has a case on it that you can open. And young Joe says, show me your picture. I'll just turn away from her. I'll never meet her. And he's like, no, <laughs> I want to save her. I don't want to never meet her. She she made my life what it is. She made it good, you know? Yeah. And um, But young Joe has no empathy for that. And old Joe only has scorn for the person who can't understand him immediately and what he, and do what he wants. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing because – you're clearly motivated the same way. You know, you're, he's saying you're so selfish. You only think of yourself. And I'm like, you too. <laughs> you're doing the same thing. Yeah, And then no you question. find out what yeah. he's doing. He's, he's going to go kill these three children based on the fact that they have to be, one of them has to be the fam- fabled rainmaker who's closing all these loops. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you're killing children in order to make yourself happy in the future. You monster. Right, right. You are just <laughs> as bad as this young, heedless guy who hasn't had enough of a chance to learn the way you have. So it's so interesting the way that they are both, they are the same, but they are different, and they do have separate goals. So they're working against each other. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. Um, so yeah, the young Joe, I mean, he's got... Uh, relationship trouble, as I would say. I think he has yeah. trouble loving. He doesn't really know exactly how to do it because he 
he right. really loves a prostitute that he hires now and then. And, um, you know, she clearly doesn't feel the same about him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a scene where he says, I'm going to give you half my silver. And she just, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, she I was, have money. I don't need your yeah, money. She I was, don't need you to take care of me. Yeah, she's just rolling her eyes because, you know, this is what clients do, I guess, is what she was thinking in my head. So he's he's like reaching for this connection and um, in the wrong places. And he's also doing drugs, right? Doing mm-hmm. all these things. And then it's like the old Joe has figured it out at some point in his life. He fell in love with somebody for real, and he was like, "This, this is this is what this is, right? Right." And now I understand, and I'm in it, and this is great. And now he's talking to his younger self, who he actually seems to dislike greatly. He's saying, <laughs> he "Really you, does? You are not where I am, and I know way more than you." So, st- you know, he calls him a child. He called, you know, uh, there was some. Yeah. Yeah, just like um, a baby, even. I never thought until you said that this is what self-loathing looks like. Yeah, for sure. He hated right. everything he was before he met that woman who saved him through helping him through addiction and got him into a peaceful life and all this stuff. And the younger self epitomizes all the things he's never come to terms with. He's just buried it and moved on. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Yeah, he, he, he clearly does not know what the older Joe has learned. And, and how could he? And right. And the older Joe, yeah, and how could he for sure? And the older Joe somehow has just assumed that there's no way that this kid is going to understand. And he's know. lacking in any empathy mm-hmm. in, in terms of saying, well, let me explain to you now. Yeah. Nope. So in the, in the time travel aspect of it, you know, does old Joe remember this conversation from his past? You know, oh, no, did, did I don't that think already so. happen? Yeah, I didn't get that feeling when that conversation Mm-mm. was happening it's either. It's all new. Yeah, so because he would have known they'd be ambushed at the diner. Right. So he's actually changing his future life just by doing that. So all that brings up an interesting question because at that point of the movie, I suddenly was realizing, and not the way I did until you really articulated it, but um, I was thinking, can your future self? meet your younger self and be friends with them or respect them. Mm. And I guess it depends on how much peace you've come to with who you were and who you are now. Yeah. The idea that, um, what is it that if we were, were we talking about this last time or I, I might be thinking about something else is the suffering that you've endured. Mm. Oh no, I'm sorry. Again, mm-hmm. Little Miss Sunshine, which we'll have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sorry, everybody. Those mm. really shouldn't overlap like this. But the <laughs> idea being the suffering that you've endured in your life makes you into the person you are. So if you're having the happy moments now and can appreciate them, it's because you went through all that. Mm. You know, Absolutely. so if you've mm. come to terms with who you are, and were, and what caused a lot of that. And it makes it sound like I'm advocating for therapy, but of course, being Catholic, what I'm really advocating for is spiritual direction, trust in God, and reconciliation or confession. (laughs) Right. Because these are the ways you learn to love yourself and see yourself the way God sees you, despite your flaws. Right, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully I'd have compassion on my younger self. <laughs> I Well, you know? I think I would. Yeah, um, I think I would too. But it's because God has <laughs> shown me a better sight of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I think I could love better the people who I would blame. Hmm. At least have some compassion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the suffering I endured that might have been at the hands of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, forgive somebody, what, seven times, 70, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, that's kind of the stuff you also grapple with. Right, right. So, yeah. So, but in in, in the movie... Um, oh, the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, what <laughs> I'm, I'm trying movie. to think of here, it's like... Um, you know, I, I did watch this this week, and I'm trying to remember exactly how he did that. But it was like the moment that they met changed things. Mm-hmm. But then the younger person there lived his whole life and then looped back. So he he would have remembered having that conversation. They were showing us, but I thought what they were showing us was it was if things had, when the first time around, they were mm-hmm. showing us basically Bruce Willis's story. Yeah. The first time before he got sent back. Right, right. So that was the original timeline <clears throat> of how his life went. Right. And then and their, they meeting, their meeting changed, was, the, changed, the, changed it, right? He was right? killed. No, he was. Yeah, yes, he was killed. It changed the first he was timeline, killed, and the but, first but timeline that, he yeah, killed him because right. he had the hood on. And this is right. like this is like what time travel does to, right. <laughs> all the time. But <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. So him being killed changed the young Joe, and the young Joe lived his whole life and looped back. Right, yes. lived the thirty years as, and then looped back to that moment again. As old Joe, so the but old he Joe, changed. but the old Joe knew that that conversation had happened. Is what I'm no. saying. No? No. Okay. Incorrect. All right. So, what happened is in the first timeline, he was sent back with the hood on and his hands behind him, and he's killed. Right. So, he just goes, oh, crap, my loop's oh, been closed. Oh, and yes, he goes on, yes. and he goes to China, and he uh, learns Chinese, and he yes. becomes a Chinese gang guy, and right. all this stuff. And then right. he meets that woman who basically helps him heal yep. and become a full person. Then... When that's happening to him, he's like, oh, no, this is how I got sent back the first time. Mm-hmm. So, he, he's able to fight off those guys, and there's no hood on his head when he's sent back this time. Mm-hmm. Because he does remember killing himself. Right. He's like, this is, oh, no, and now my <laughs> wife's killed. And yes, so, when he goes right. back this mm-hmm. time, he's, he's prepared right. more. Right. Because he sends himself back. Yep, he does. Because he thinks he can change things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all happens in the blink of an eye. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so cool. That's it. I mean, yeah, just this neat. is like untangling spaghetti. <laughs> it's very difficult. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, so when that happens, he is he is under he is going through everything in order to try to save his wife and mm-hmm. change that moment in his future. Joe right. is, mm-hmm. um, and. It's funny because at one point somebody, young Joe's explaining this to Emily Blunt, uh, whose name I can't, I should remember, Sarah. And she's like, what did he, what does he think is going to happen? He goes, I think he just thinks he's going to poof, disappear because that other stuff didn't happen. 
because the Rainmaker won't have existed. He'll have killed him as a child. Mm-hmm. And he'll be back in his happy life. And, but for me, this again, and I hate to keep coming back to the fact that Joe wasn't the wonderful person he thinks he was, which he doesn't, he doesn't really say he's a wonderful person, old Joe. Mm-hmm. He just wants his wife back. Who right. made mm-hmm. his life wonderful. Because she, at one point he says she really wanted children. And that couldn't happen, and it was really sad. But he's going around killing little kids. Would she have wanted that? To continue her existence if she wanted children? Yeah, no. And she's the Mm -hmm. kind of person he represents her as, and we see his memories of her as? Yeah. Absolutely not. He is still selfish. Agreed. So he is an ultimately selfish person. Um, And then, and by contrast, what we're seeing is because the timeline has changed... Young Joe is in Kansas. Well, I guess I keep thinking they're in Kansas because of this cornfield. Mm-hmm. Whoever, wherever he is, out in the country is what I should say. <laughs> He's out in the country, and um, he runs into, in searching for these three kids, he's like, the only clue I have of where old Joe is going to show up so I can kill him and get back in good with the gang is tracking down what do these numbers mean? That he had on him, yes, which is right. numbers for the Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. Golly, just the brief explanations of this become <laughs> difficult, and I'm sorry if I'm not doing it well. Mm. But so, because he has those, he discovers one of them is in the middle of this, in the farmhouse, in the middle of this cornfield, and it's where this little kid is living. So, he's one of the three kids who could grow up and be the Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't know how the Rainmaker was successful. They just know he showed up out of nowhere, essentially, and started Controlling everything. Yeah, and basically years. took over all these families, you know, by Six himself. Months. Yeah, Done. right. Yeah. No helpers. Mm-hmm. So he's got something going on, some weird ability or whatever. Nobody knows. He's mysterious. And so when young Joe shows up there, he very, very gradually becomes part of this small family group. The woman doesn't want him near her son. She feels mm-hmm. like he's a threat. It's just her and her kid. And after having seen the city, which is horribly futuristic and people, hobos living everywhere and <laughs> violence and awfulness, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. you, you understand. And um, it turns out she was part of that city life, too. And her sister was raising her little boy, and she came back and went, I left this little boy to go do all that? No. <laughs> and she takes her life back. I mean, you know, the sister has died, and that's why she comes back. And she goes, nope, I'm going to live here and be a good mother and all this stuff. And the little kid is real interested in Joe, who shows up and he's, in, you know, having addict problems of withdrawal and everything. And he, but he's like, he really wants him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I suddenly realized, you know, there's a theme of no fathers also. <laughs> and his name is Joe. Yeah. Well, the only, because the only dominant male that we see is Abe, played by Jeff Daniels, who's the crime lord, who's connecting with the future and running things here in the past. And he tells Joe, I, I you know, his Joe's mother sold him for money, and he ran away from whoever she he was sold to when mm-hmm. he was 10. Yeah. And this guy rescued him and said, I can see where you're going. It is bad road. So I took you in and trained you up and gave you a gun and 
made you who you are. So he's his father, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And he's a terrible father. <laughs> but there's no fathers in this at all. You're right, yeah. And there are, the mother we see is a good mother. That's Sarah. Mm-hmm. Who's come to her senses, and she's going to be as good a mother as she can be. And um, the other thing we see is Joe's longing and missing of his mother. He talks about it a little when he talks about being sold. But there's one point where, I can't remember which older new Joe, lies down and the woman strokes his hair. And he goes, my mother used to do it like that. Mm. He wants her to stroke his hair. That's how my mother did it. Yeah. And then the other one, you see the woman with him stroking his hair the same way, and he's kind of relaxing. Hmm. And you're just like, oh, this is what the lack of a mother did to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really a funny theme that isn't obvious. I didn't see it in any reviews I read. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. It's definitely there. Um, yeah, Sarah is a good example, I guess, and... Every, everybody's complicated, but, um, yeah. but yeah, Joe Joe had a tough time with both parents, really. Yeah. Um, a bad example of a man and an absent woman. Right? Well, and a woman who sold him. Right, right. Because she was addicted, maybe? Mm-hmm. I can't remember now. Yeah. Super poor, addicted, a vi- vagrant. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't blame her. <laughs> but... The women stroking the hair was when I went, oh, my gosh, this is affecting him his entire life. Yeah, and that's... That's why he's fighting that's so what hard left for him, the woman. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice character. I mean, yeah, yeah and then he, um, like you said, old Joe discovers love and discovers what it could be. Mm-hmm. And he finally thinks he figured it out, and then it was taken from him. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, he's he's upset and broken, no doubt. Young Joe yeah. is broken with things to learn, and old Joe has learned the things and is broken because it was taken. Yes. Right. And he and he never really learned it um, right, all right. the way down yeah. to his core. He didn't he didn't learn it in terms of anyone else, just mm-hmm. in terms of those two people together, him and his wife. <laughs> Oh, it's interesting that Jeff Daniels is named Abe too. Yeah, that's that's curious as well. Mm-hmm. There just seems to be these little connections, um, you know, Abraham, Joseph. Yeah, Abraham and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in- interesting. Yeah, and then the the kid is also quite powerful, and um, it's He's interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah, and what what I. What I said at the beginning, you know, with having to do with Star Wars is this idea that you have a child who can now grow up to be the Rainmaker or grow up to be a decent person. And mm. it's like decision mm-hmm. time, right? And and at the very end when they're on the train, you know, he, he said something about the bad path being avoided. Yeah, because... He's standing there as his young self, watching everything go wrong, watching mm. the mother get shot because she's trying to protect her son. He's, you know, and he says, I saw a man um, trying to save his wife. I saw a mother trying to save her son or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I saw a boy, you know, without a mother um, on the bad path because he's so hurt and uh, abandoned and, you know, and it shows the little kid on a, in a train car going, yeah. you know, looking all right. unhappy and mm-hmm. angry. And when he gets angry, you want to move over. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Because he throws things with his mind. Yeah, for sure. He blows things up real good. For sure. Yeah, I found the quote here. Um, It says, Then I saw it. I saw a mom who would die for her son, a man who would kill for his wife, a boy angry and alone, laid out in front of him the bad path. I saw it, and the path was a circle, round and round, so I changed it. And then that's where he took his action to change it. Yeah, so I guess it, it it implies in my head. I'm I'm in, in, in you know I'm thinking that the bad path was avoided. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because so. she says earlier, he says he's going to grow up and be the rainmaker and kill all these people, and she goes, "But if I'm here, I can teach him to be good." Right, right. And we see that example when um, old Joe shows up. And he's threatening everyone, and the kid's super upset. So what he does is everybody's suspended in the air, and they can't move, and everything's there because he's so angry and so scared. And in that moment comes the mother's thoughts to him of, you know, or or maybe words, you know, I'm here. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I love you. You're a good boy. It's all right. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a hold of himself because like any little kid, his emotions are out of control. Right. Right. You know, and this is mm-hmm. what good parents help kids do is learn to deal with that as just a matter of course of life. And so his reactions are more powerful, but he's still that little kid. And he's like, you know, running to her and, you know, she's, she, he's sorry. He's crying. Like when he killed the other guy in the house, he, he's crying. He, he mm-hmm. didn't mean it. And that's <laughs> the moment when uh, young Joe essentially becomes a father. He's going to kill this kid. This kid is the rainmaker. This kid is dangerous. And he goes off in the cornfield, and the kid's just crouched there, I guess, Mm. covered with blood, but crying. And he looks at him, and he has pity, and he shows mercy. Mm. And he, the little kid comes over and just holds onto his leg, and he's, you know, got his hand on him. And it's like, yeah. Wow, yeah. I Mm -hmm. see you as a child. You're, I'm going to protect you. I can't help anybody kill you. And that's when he tells her, you get the truck and you get him and you get out of here. I'll face the threat. Yeah. He, he mm-hmm. essentially, he grows up right then because he's got someone else to take care of and to think about and to worry about. Yeah. Not just sure. himself. Yeah. And he takes action. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. I mean, it's terrific. Self-sacrifice. You know, it is I self-sacrifice. Mean, in the ultimate yeah. way. Right. Yeah, but he's and his name, up. Joseph. I mean, yeah. I just think that that's, that's a really, I don't, you know, that's, you know, Joe is often used um, just to mean guy, right? In in literature oh, and yeah, stuff, you know, right. Joe, just a guy. But I think that, I think that the author meant Joseph here. You know, uh, St. Joseph is who I'm thinking of. Oh my goodness, Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Abraham's wife. I mean, now... You could say we're putting all this in there, and of course it's there for us to find, but these mm-hmm. are really specific names. Yeah, for sure they are. Um, yeah, names have meanings a lot of the time in, in stories. So, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but this, you know, when you think about St. Joseph and what he did, you know, where he was like, well, I guess I've got to let Mary go here, you know, and that's what he was going to do. He was going to divorce her mm-hmm. quietly, right? 
or he was going to let yeah. her be, right? And then, um, you know, you think about what, you know, what what it would have meant to him to say, okay, I'm going to uh, take this on, <laughs> right? After he yeah. has his dream, right? And and they said, you know, we know we need you to, we need you to do this, and he says, okay, I, I will, you know. Right. And then he does this and then, you know, has Jesus as a son. Amazing. Um, and, well, and we don't see him at the end, like at the cross and that. I'm assuming that he passed away by then, but it doesn't say that, right? That's always the assumption yeah. is that he's not there because he's not at the wedding at Cana. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time we see him mentioned in the Bible is at the temple with Jesus is right. 12. Yeah, 12 years old. And right. um, they have to go find him. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I and and I'll just throw in there. <laughs> Today is the solemnity of Saint Joseph as mm-hmm. we're recording this, and so knowing that was coming up because in our house we're like it's Lent, it's the solemnity of Joseph, who I love. Mm-hmm. We're partying, man, <laughs> and um, I was thinking about that's what really made brought the whole movie into focus and made me start thinking about families, because in that sense. Joe is acting as a St. Joseph type. And now here, if you want to roll your eyes, go right ahead, but I'm going there. Um, you know, so you've got who you've got the guy who wants his stuff to be his stuff. He's killing the little children all of a certain age. <laughs> wow. With certain specifications. Yeah. This is like Herod. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you have the mother. We don't know who the father is. Of course, this is not the, um, the the holy child or anything. But you have a mother in need and a little child who has no father. And he is protecting them. He's trying to get them out of there. He's sacrificing himself and his life to do it. Now, Joseph doesn't sacrifice himself in that same way. But he is on it, man. He hmm. is having to move them to Egypt and support them. He's having to move them back and decide where's the safe place because Herod's gone, but now there's another despot in charge. He's then, for all this time, he's raising him as his son. And so all the good things that we see of Jesus as a man that are human things, he learned from his father. Hmm. You know, Very and nice. a lot of those, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. a lot of those examples that he gives from everyday life. Or things he would have experienced and think and growing up, they think, and of course, who knows when Joseph died, but they think it was maybe when Jesus was 30. Mm-hmm. So think of growing up and having the influence of a righteous man, which not many people in the Bible get called that. That means close to God, mm-hmm. cooperating with God's grace. This is who God picked out to be his father. We talk about Mary all the time, and she was chosen to be God's mother. And Oh, well, of course, you need a father. Here's Joseph, and he's a good guy. (laughs) But he doesn't ever talk, and he's not mentioned much, so he doesn't get spoken about as much. Mm -hmm. But he was handpicked to the point where he was getting dreams from God. And he said yes as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he did. Yeah, that's fantastic stuff. Love it. (laughs) I love it. And so that potential is here in um, young Joe. Mm Mm-hmm. Old Joe didn't have the same things pushing him, but he turns down all the chances for mercy. You know, he's going to kill that second kid who I think is a little girl, except somebody's figured out what he's doing and, or where he's going to be. And so, luckily, that child is saved because 
he's intercepted first. Hmm. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And the mother is somebody he knew. I mean, I don't know how old it would have been. I thought, you know, it's very ostensibly, it's possible this might have been his own child. Hmm. I guess maybe, yeah. Well, she was a prostitute. She was the one he loved, mm-hmm. as you were saying. That's right. He was That's interested right. in. Wow, that, yeah, um, that's another dimension to it. Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And if not, and that might be too big a stretch age-wise and everything else, I don't know. But sure, sure. Um, if not, it's still the child of a First of all, it's a child. Second of all, it's a child of a woman he knew. And it's funny, the first time I watched this, I know I must have felt repulsion over the killing of the children, but I didn't even remember it. Hmm. I remembered he wanted to kill this one kid, but not that he was going around blowing away others. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he did. Yeah, that was definitely... Definitely repulsive to watch. I mean, they, they, they didn't show us that in the movie. I mean, we just knew it was happening. So no, it was inferred. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, that poor little curly haired yeah. boy. It was <laughs> oh, awful. Man. It was awful. It was awful. But yeah, there's. Um, yeah, you say you're kind of reading this into that, but I, you know, from the moment you know when he's getting silver for killing people. Um, there is <laughs> yeah. this thing going on, right? It, it kind of puts yeah. you in the mindset. And um, so, yeah, I hadn't really thought of the Herod thing, but of course, you know, that's exactly what he was doing. Um, the exact same thing. It was like everybody that was born on this day is potentially the rainmaker, therefore I need to go take care of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just so very certain. Yep. Yeah, and it, it was really just because I was knew the St. Joseph thing was coming up, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the Holy Family. And I went, right. wow. <laughs> you could not have anybody acting more opposite to that. But yet, on the other hand, Joe's inserted into this, and look how quickly, of course, for the movie, you have to do it quickly, but look how quickly these instincts take over. Mm-hmm. That little kid wants a father. He doesn't care that he's not his real father. He needs a father. So that's also another reflection of Joseph being in Mary and Jesus's life. Mm. you know yeah and I'm still looking at this quote you know then I saw it I saw a mom who would die for her son a man who would kill for his wife and a boy angry and alone um, you know I, I would imagine that he was a boy angry and alone at one time yes yeah. he talks about that a yeah. little bit and he does and then a mom who would die for her son is not what his mom did no and then a man who would kill him for her own good right a man who would kill for his wife, that's not what he had. Um, yeah, just very, very good. Well done, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the other thing it's looking at is, you know, how is your identity forged through time? Mm. And <clears throat> yeah, and these choices. That's why, right. Well, choices in who you come across, and it's so interesting to me that what we're shown is the second time through, he picks redemption, essentially. He sacrifices himself for the good of others. And the first time through, we don't know if that chance was ever offered. But it it clearly wasn't um, because the potential is there in young Joe. Yeah, the potential was definitely there. And he he took, a, like you said, a fairly selfish route in his Mm -hmm. life um, all the way up to when he came back. Um, it was that that woman that changed things for him, and you're right, mm-hmm. though, that he was being selfish in 
um, the things he was doing to try to make it so that he wouldn't lose her. Yeah. Um, you know, killing those children, right? Being willing to do that when, like you said, it wouldn't, it's not something that she would have wanted him to do. Yeah, and I think, I remember the first time I watched it, I was really surprised at the age of the kid who was going to grow up to be the Rainmaker. I think I was, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking of the Rainmaker as somebody older. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, like maybe you're looking for a teenager or a young man or so, whatever. But um, when they make it into a kid, that changes the whole dynamic. Oh, it sure does, Yeah. It sure does. That little actor was good, too. I liked him. He was. Very good job. I don't think he ever went on and did a lot else. I was looking him up, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, really nice work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow, yeah, and, you know, so back back to the time travel stuff. I mean, that... that It was like uh, he, he collected these little things that you could do that he probably thought were pretty fun. <laughs> yes. And I thought, you know, like you said, that, that cutting off of the fingers and stuff. But you mm -hmm. can't look at those things too closely because they fall apart. Yes. Um, and that, that's a thing that's common in time travel movies anyway. Yeah. Right. For sure. You just kind of have to take it for what it is. And um, when I was reading different reviews, most people were praising the fact that he didn't try to explain everything. Mm -hmm. He didn't try to go too deep into it. It's just he laid out all the things we needed to know, and now let's move on because you have the conditions for this situation. Right, right. And it made me think also, I don't know if you saw Christopher Nolan's latest movie, Tenet. No, I haven't yet. Yeah, well, I don't don't rush. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> darn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh -huh. it, and I, I can't remember, I don't think I've said this here before, but, you know, he loves to do a thing, evidently, with sound where he makes it as if it's like real sound. So you don't catch everything and there's a lot of background noise and all this stuff. Well, let me just tell you, if you're telling a really complicated time travel movie where you do need to know all the details because the director is in love with how the time travel works, <laughs> make it so you can hear what the people are talking about. Oh, wow. You know? Yep. And so um, that was kind of the example set against it, where it, it did kind of have an interesting story, but there wasn't enough story, really, because it was all, he was in love with this time travel concept and it was cleverly shown, but it's really complicated. And it's not easy to understand at all when you've got these other problems with sound and mm. not enough explanation and all this kind of thing and this was the opposite because it was interested in the story it was telling you had all the really cool stuff but we're not going to sweat the details you get it move on yeah this movie did remind me a little bit of inception um which was a fantastic yeah, job absolutely absolutely great <laughs> yeah yeah, there was just these little echoes. And I, did Inception come before or after this? Um, I actually don't know. Inception oh, movie. I, I thought before, but I don't know Yeah, Inception before, right. Okay. Inception right. was 2010. Looper was 2012. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and that was done by, uh, Inception was done by the same director as Tenet. So, but yeah, and that was a yes, fantastic, and it had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it too. <laughs> but it was a fantastic, fantastic movie, and we've done an episode oh, yeah. on that movie. Yes, so we did. Yeah, 
We should put a link to it. I will. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. You bet. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a favorite of this director. He's in a lot of his stuff. For Ryan Johnson? Or... <laughs> he was in Brick. Okay. I haven't seen Brick. I need to see that. And he had a little like a walkthrough part or like a tiny video part, like talking to somebody on a, a computer in Knives Out, just kind of as a nod. Really? I want to miss yeah. that. That's fun. Yeah. That's hilarious. And I, I, mm. I don't think he was in Brothers Bloom. I can't remember. That was Adrian Brody. But it was it was a con man movie. Yeah. And I, I think I want to watch it again. It, it wasn't perfect, but it was, like I said, pretty good. Enjoyable. <laughs> Lighthearted, very, very different from these yeah. other things. Yeah. So. Yeah, I sure I do enjoy these kinds of movies. Um, and Tenet has been on my list. You know, I, I feel like that's one of these kinds of movies. <laughs> no, it is but, definitely watch it, yeah. and maybe I'm maybe our entire family was wrong. We'll take it from you, Scott. <laughs> no, we will. what I would do is watch it with the uh, <laughs> captions on, so I can. That's not an issue. Um, I wonder if it's a good movie if you understand all the words. We left. And all of us then said to each other, don't you wish they'd have had captions on? And the other two people were going, that's what I wanted. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I can't hear it. You know, halfway through, I just yeah. went, well, I'll just watch the action sequences. I did that in yeah. Interstellar. Wasn't Interstellar the same director, too? Yes, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and that was a serious problem here in that. Because, yeah, I... Uh-huh. There was a lot of times where I was like, I don't know what the, you know, I just put on captions on because I wasn't in yeah. the theater when I saw that. That one I liked pretty well, except mm-hmm. you got to the end and a uh, spoiler, if you, you haven't watched it and you want to, you just stop right now or skip ahead a couple minutes. But it was like, we're saving ourselves. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. are the God within us or whatever it was. Of, yeah. I can come yeah. back and do everything. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I was like, right. go watch Inception again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what do we have coming up next? We'll talk about that first. Next up we have, ooh, the Epic of Gilgamesh. We're going to go back in time. <laughs> From the future to the to first the f- recorded story. That's right. Oh, I love it. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That's going to be fun to talk about. It's the way we roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're all over the place. We're all over Like it. a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And speaking of being all over the place, we have these book and movie pages <laughs> on, on our website, a good stories hard to find dot blogspot dot com um, that you can go and you can see we, we've been picking some best of lists. Um, so, so far on our book page, we have books about Jesus and basics of Catholicism, a list for both of those. And um, we are going to add commentaries. Um, biblical commentaries to the to that list um, when this uh, episode releases. So, if you're hearing this, it is up on the website. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah, so come check it out. Uh, we'll have a link on the blog post for this episode. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you sure. can, if you want to make comments, you can make them there. For sure, you can. And if you go to the website um, and you go to in the tab, there's our favorite books and our favorite movies. If mm-hmm. you go to either one of those, you can also comment on those pages themselves. Oh, okay. And uh, but we'll take a comment in in any place. Um, but we'd love to hear your favorites too. Yeah. So yeah, definitely would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. And have, uh, we'll, have a good feast of Saint Joseph. Oh yeah. wait. 
I hope you did before. <laughs> but if you loop back, <laughs> then have a good feast of St. Joseph yeah. then. And just be be nice to yourself yeah. <laughs> when you look back. From from That's several right. days in the future That's to the past. Right. Yeah. You know, the short distance should help. But you know, give yourself a break. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, be kind. Oh, that's <laughs> <Too> good. <fun. laughs> All right. We'll see you later, everyone. See you soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.